Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week we pick some shows to discuss from whatever promotions we feel like discussing that week. Mostly pro, but we talk about a little bit of everything, especially in the new segment, talk about everything going on in the vast world of, the, of wrestling. Western, uh, some lucha, whatever, anything that strikes your fancy, it seems like big news to us. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Uh, this week is episode 50, uh, and boy, this is pro- might be one of our biggest episodes yet. We make our big triumphant comeback after a week break of enjoying the holidays. Okay. <laughs> uh, but we're back. We are mostly refreshed and uh, <laughs> here to talk some wrestling with y'all. And uh, there's a whole fucking lot of it this week. Mm. Uh, we're talking about both nights of New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom and the first Cork and Hall shows of the year for several companies, including All Japan, DDT, Tokyo Joshi, and NOAA. You really won't find a more comprehensive coverage of the past week anywhere else. So uh, strap in. Hopefully y'all enjoy the new opening we have this week, which will probably stick around for a little bit. A little bit of a melody from uh, all the promotions <laughs> we generally, well, the main promotions we generally cover. New Japan, NOAA, DT, Dragon Gate. But uh, how was your new year so far? I mean, well, it's only like five days in. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's fine. Got any big plans for this year? Anything special? I mean, obviously COVID's still going on, so we can't do a whole lot of new things, but any uh, big goals, ideas you want to do with this year? God, just keep working out, I guess. It's like the main thing. I guess I need to study more. That's something I need to get back into. Um, I like to go see wrestling, but I don't know if that's going to happen this year. <laughs> I'll say one day we'll, we'll go back to live wrestling again. It's been since February last year. Yeah. We went to um, MLW. Yep back of strong february hearts. strong hearts well at least we got to see strong hearts for the say, world went to shit, hearts, but yeah my whole things I, I just started working out again i've, I've done, been doing it for the past month i didn't really say it on the pod because i wanted to i wanted to make it a habit before i really got into it to, said, yeah. yes anything so i was like oh yeah I, I worked out for one week and then i fell off it again but now i've been pretty consistent so that's kind of one of my goals keep consistent with that uh become a cruiserweight uh junior heavyweight yeah, however you wanted to say it He's going to go for, oh, I guess that, no, I won't say it, <laughs> but I'm sure people know. Oh, yeah, so I'll, there's multiple junior, uh, junior heavyweight titles I can get for in uh, pro, so we'll see. Maybe I'll uh, hop in the ring and do that. No, okay. uh, but no, it's pretty much that, and then just more Japanese-focused stuff. Like, I want to pass the JLPT uh, N2 this year. And assuming it happens, we'll see. Yeah. This year's test got canceled, which I was planning to take, but obviously didn't they happen. They can't do it online because of the... Um... I don't... Could they do it online? No, you you have to do it in person for it. Well, I, I know, obviously, because people could probably... Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately that. And then I just want to get better at speaking Japanese because I'm able to read it pretty well. well it's you just... can't write. Yeah, never mind. Well, write, it doesn't really matter that much, honestly. But... Oh, I don't know. I don't take the test, so... <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you don't have to write for the test. It's just really just listening and mm. reading, really. Which I can do... Well, I'm not the best at listening, but I can do it for the most part, but... Mostly it's just I need to be able to conversate in Japanese because that's what I want to use it for. But I haven't really spoken Japanese with anyone in fucking years, so that's always a struggle. But enough of all that. Go through a few things we did watch in the past two weeks. Not a whole lot because honestly, I just we wanted a full a break. break. <laughs> yeah, I did not want to watch that anything was nice else. As hell. Yeah, it was really nice taking a night off. Honestly, most stuff we watched that wasn't like while we were off was like Do we. Dio Finals, we just watched that finally over the weekend. Yeah. Which, I guess we could talk about that first. Um, 
Uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty decent show, but it was, I don't think nothing must see no. other than the main event. Like, and I don't even know if that's like must see. I mean, I think it it's is. It's fine. Like my main takeaways from the show really is like this new uh, rookie uh, uh, yes. Kojima fucking rules. Like obviously he still got a lot to go, but he had a really great show in this first match of his, and it's probably just the haircut, but he reminds me of Ibushi. Just like just I don't know if the style is really the same, obviously because he's just all a rookie, but. I don't know, he's kind of got that same vibe as Ibushi to me. It does kind of give off Ibushi vibes. But unfortunately, like, the render that they always show for him, it looks so bad. Well, the render of his hair is fucking terrible. <laughs> it almost looks like a bowl cut, but mm-hmm. not quite as bad. I mean, he actually uh, has the cut in yeah. the front, so... I mean, Ibushi's basically got a bowl cut, so... I, I know. But anyway... Shh, no one's gonna say that! <laughs> but uh, uh, the main event was great, though. Like, I preferred their mm-hmm. ultimate party match yeah. between Akashita... Or, yeah, Akashita. Akashita, Ak- Akiyama and Takashi. There you go. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think the Ultimate Party match was better, but I still really enjoyed this a lot. Yeah. Uh, I did watch Stardom from uh, December 20th. At least I watched all the matches I cared about, except for the main event. I still haven't gotten to that, unfortunately. I meant to, but there's, like we said, there's a lot of shit we got to cover for yeah. this episode, so I did, just not, did not have time to finish the show. But I thought the future of Stardom title match pretty good. I liked their title match earlier last year, but more. But this was still fun to watch. It was a great showcase for Saida, who eventually won. So very proud of my short Saya getting the win, finally. Ending the year off with one belt, unlike her sort of tall compatriot. Um, the high-speed title match ruled, but it's not really that surprising considering it's AZM, or Izumi in May. Uh, definitely check that one out. And uh, uh, Julia Siri was a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, started off kind of boring, got good, and then had a hilarious finish with it. Both like both of them being, like a beat, it was a time limit draw and a double count out. Like, they basically went to time limit draw because neither one could, get, could stand up and while the ref was counting it, I guess, but I don't know. Like, I think both ends of the spectrum overreacted to it. It was fine. It wasn't like the worst match ever, but it wasn't like anything match of your level, which I saw some people say, which I don't know about that, but <laughs> oh well. And I can't wait to watch uh, Momo and Utami eventually, but might have to wait a little eventually. bit. And uh, we did watch AEW, the um, Brody Lee tribute oh. show, which if you've been, if you've been living on a rock, um, AEW's uh, wrestler uh, Brody Lee, also Luke Harper and WWE. Uh, passed away, and uh, they had a tribute show for him. Obviously, they pushed back their entire New Year's schedule f- just to have a tribute show for him. Basically, like do every like all every match had a Dark Order member in it, and I don't know. I thought it was a very uh, good tribute for him. Like really well done. Like I could say a thing about the matches, but that wasn't really the important thing. Like yeah, honestly, like it was really just a tribute to him, and they spent the whole show just paying tribute to like a wonderful guy's life, and it was really touching. So if you haven't, I recommend at least checking out the segments, the yeah. video packages. Um. I'm, I know there's a ton of people I saw that aren't much of a criers like myself, but they still uh, had a few tears. Like, her, his wife uh, got oh me a couple times. I was like, Geez. Yeah, that, it was that segment, and then they had the fucking video package, which video packages always get me. And I was just, I, as soon as it started, I was like, I was just fucking crying. The tears just would not stop. It, it was it was a very well done. I think the whole, the show was very well done, so. Apparently on, like, BT this week, they... I guess they, it wasn't supposed to be shot, but they shot it anyway. Yeah. Of, uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Eddie Kingston basically giving a whole speech before the show to, like, get everyone prepared for the tribute show. So, I've watched it. I heard it's really good. So, I mean, his his video was very good anyway. Like, yeah, with Eddie, it like, was. Him and Mox. I love both of their stuff. But, yeah, the, very sad uh, passing of Brody Lee. I, I loved him in Dode. He's, like, one of my, one of my guys before mm-hmm. he, well, like, I still think he should have been in that uh, WrestleMania match, but... In a, in a sense, kind of better than he wasn't with uh, Bray and Randy. Oh, yeah, remember that's that right. was almost a triple threat, but then they took him out of it. Disgusting. But 
Uh, anyway, let's get through the news. Uh, try to get through this pretty quick. Uh, first bit of news for ROH. Uh, Marty Scurll and ROH have mutually agreed to part ways. Uh, it's about time, but I know it's a corporate and he's actually employed by the company, like office. So I'm sure I understand why it took a little bit of time, but at least they finally made the right decision. And other good ROH news is uh, Bandita re-signed. Uh, sad news for AEW fans who keep trying to get him signed by AEW. But, uh, Impact news. Um, the Super X Cup tournament was announced for uh, their Genesis show on January 9th. It's going to be on Impact Plus. Uh, the bracket is uh, Ace Austin versus Suicide. Davari versus Cousin Jake. Uh, Crazy Steve versus Trey Lamar. So that's great to see him back in Impact. And uh, Casey Navarro versus Blake Christian. Uh, also on that show is a Moose versus Willie Mack I Quit match. So, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, and then for a hard to kill, they made a couple of announcements for matches. Uh, Deanna is going to defend the knockout title against Taya. Mm-hmm. And Manic is going to defend the X Division title in a triple threat against Chris Bray and Rohit Rachu. Let's go either one of those two. They've run this match like 50 times it's, in the past year. I'm like, do y'all not have anyone else you can run shit with? Like, it's ridiculous how many times they've just gone, like, TJP, it, Chris Bay, wrote, it's just a it's, circle. Yeah, basically it's basically all them for the past year. Like, once Ace Austin, like, moved out of the division, which I guess he's back in, kind of. What kinda, the hell is he doing? But once he moved out of the division, like, this whole belt has just been those three for however long that's been. It's been a mess. He but, hasn't been on recently, has he, Ace? Uh, not really. Not I think that, that I can think of. I think this Genesis show is going to be his first oh, uh, show God. back. We need oh, no, he's going to be on this week. I forgot. Oh, we'll talk about it, but. Okay, well, see, even I didn't fucking know. Uh, that's it for Western news, really, though. Uh, Japanese news. Uh, great uh, Heat Up wrestler Yu Izuka has joined Great as of uh, January 1st after his uh, Heat Up contract expired December 30th. Uh, great pickup for them. I'm very excited for uh, Great to finally start running shows eventually <laughs> again. Uh, just Hap out. Speaking of more Great, uh, Great wrestler Somo Watanabe and Takanori Ito will face Ren Ayabe and Ken on, on the January 15th Just Hap Out show. Uh, Zero One News, there's a good bit of it. Uh, Masato Tanaka beat Tamura Hayato to become the new Zero One World Heavyweight Champion on January 1st. Uh, Shinjiro Otani and Yumahito Imanari won the Free Kanzen Tag Tournament and won the NWA Intercontinental Tag Titles. Uh, next challenge for them are T-Hawk and Al Lindemann. They're going to challenge for the Zero One Intercontinental Tag Titles on January 14th. Uh, Toei Iwasaki is leaving Zero One at the end of the year while... Oh, I ended up... Well, end of 2019, I should say. Or 2020. But. 2019, damn, we're going back two years. <laughs> yeah, we're going back Shit. two years. Uh, but, and also, uh, Sugi's exclusive contract with the promotion ends, so he might still be working as a freelancer, but it seems like Toa Isaki is completely done with Zero One, and I uh, don't know where he's going to end up, but uh, Zero One is losing talent very fast. But uh, they're still running Zuma Hall on January 14th, or March uh, 14th. So far. Uh, so far, yeah, we'll say we'll see about what's yeah. going on, but... The card so far is a uh, zero-one title. Uh, Masato Tanaka is going to defend against Shima. Thank you, whatever sponsor booked that match. Also, in the next one, the next yeah. one uh, Junior Double Especially Crown, Elinaman versus Asuka. Yes. Uh, the Kubota brothers are going to face Usami Kodaka and Yuka Miyamoto, and Shoki Kitamura is going to face Naomi Shimara Fuji. I know it's a match Kitamura wants. I don't know if I really want to see it because I'm I don't need to see more Fuji uh, singles matches, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, freedoms. Toru Sugiyara successfully defended the King of Freedom title against Masashi Takeda at this year's Blood Christmas, which made tape today. His next challenger will be Toshiyuki Sakuda on February 9th after winning a four-man tournament on the 2nd. Uh, so quick Pro Wrestling 666 stuff. Uh, 
Onryo successfully defended the, ta- the, t- the main title against Yusuke Kodama. We'll see if that ever makes tape, but uh, making it sound like Kodama's going to be appearing up in 666 more than the coming year, but he's kind of been showing up a lot, or fairly re- often, ever since Russell 1 died, so we'll see. Uh, Joshi News. Uh, Kaoru will retire on August 20th. In August 2021, which was announced uh, last month, I believe. Uh, Ice Ribbon News, uh, Suzu Suzuki is going to successfully defended the Ice Infinity title against Oriano on December 31st. And Mayu Yukihi and Mikey, Micah Ozaki defeated the Frank Sisters for the International Ribbon Tag Titles. Uh, Stardom News, uh, B and Konami won the tag titles. Uh, or uh, Konami won the tag titles by herself. Yeah, I was going to say congratulations to the tag champs, uh, Konami. Uh, Yoshiko came out on that same show to challenge Mayu to a singles match, and it kind of made it seem like they're going to do uh, Nanai versus Momo. I'm uh, not going to get into all the controversy with that, but I'm excited for both of those matches, at least if both of them happen. And uh, Julia will defend the white belt against Natsuko later this month in a no-rules match. I forgot what day it actually was. I didn't write it down, but uh, look forward to that. When I first got announced, it was just Julia challenged um, Natsuko to a title match because he got pinned in an elimination match, I think. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, Julia's just going to win, so who cares? But now that it's a no-rules match, I could definitely see Natsuko uh, winning the belt here. That'll make my friend uh, Mikey very happy. Uh, last bit of Joshi news. Uh, Wave. Uh, Sakura Hirota defeated Nagisa Nozaki to become the new Regina D. Wave title champion on December 27th. Uh, Big Japan News. Isami Kodaka defeated Yoshino to win the Big Japan Junior title December 30th. His first title defense will be against uh, Kazuki Hashimoto on January 11th. Uh, Takumi Tsukamoto beats Minoru Fujita to become the New Japan... Or yeah, New Japan. <laughs> yeah, uh, New yes. Japan's going to introduce a, a deathmatch title now, but no, the uh, Big Japan deathmatch match heavyweight champion on uh, January 2nd. He finally breaks the streak of losing all these uh, title matches every January 2nd. Uh, Yasufumi Nakanoe beat Yuji Kobayashi to become the new Big Japan World Strong Heavyweight Champion on the same day. And uh, Ryuji Kawakami and Kazumi Kikuda challenged astronauts to a title match. The date hasn't been set, or I don't, I don't know if astronauts even accepted it yet, but they challenged at least. Uh, Dragon Gate News. Uh, Natural Vibes is fucking back. Let's go. Let's go. KZ and uh, Susumu and Genki are reviving the faction and holding auditions for new members. This could very easily be a swerve because they don't never. They I don't think they've ever revived a faction, so it would not surprise me if this is a swerve to for one of them, possibly KZ, to turn heel. And uh, on some disappointing news, though, uh, Dragon Daya and uh, Naruki Doi are will be both taking off time due to injuries. So hopefully they both come back. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with Inferno now with Daya being out because his whole kind of existence is based on. Uh, Dragon Daya, so we'll see what they do with him. But either way, I wish them both speedy recoveries. Uh, Cyberfight News, uh, DDT. Junakiyama won the 2021 DO Grand Prix. Very surprised at that, but I'm very excited for the rematch because I like their uh, DO match with him and uh, Endo. Shoto will be challenging Yuki Ueno for the Universal title on January 9th. Uh, Pissery Smile <laughs> defeated Nakano Ueno in the Shovel Tag Tournament Finals. I heard it was a very good match, just haven't got a chance to watch it yet. Yuki Ino will be returning in February and already has a huge match lined up on uh, January, or yeah, January, February 22nd, 28th, facing Yuji Ino. So I'm really hyped for that fucking match. Uh, Yusuke Okada will be debuting at DDT this month. 
and he's on like basically every card, including the um, <laughs> January 28th show, which has him in a singles match with uh, Jun Akiyama. I would imagine after that they would announce he is signed to DC, but we'll see. They should sign him, but I guess we just have to wait and see. If nothing else, he'll probably become a regular for now. Uh, and then we have Kawasaki Strong match announcements, which is going to take place uh, February 14th. Uh, Saki Akai and Maya Yukihi versus Sayori Yano and Miyako Matsumoto. Uh, I'm not going to comment on this match. Uh, <laughs> if I say anything, I will be in trouble. Harashima and Yuji Okabayashi are going to face uh, are going to team to face two mystery opponents so far and unannounced. I'm sure we'll know before the show. Getting a damnation versus All Out with Eno making his return. Uh, and a KOD eight-man tag title decision match. Going to have Dino Takagi and two people versus Dango, uh, Sasadango and Aoki and two people. So I'm sure, we'll, again, we'll find out who their partners are on the shows this month or ne- well, next month because it is late. Or it was like middle of February. So we'll find out eventually before the show happens. Uh, Noah. Kazunari Murakami has returned to Noah as Nosawa's latest friend. <laughs> uh, he appeared at the uh, Sugiura Gun uh, produce show at the end of last month Noah also announced they are going to be running the Yokohama Budokan again on March 7th uh, interesting that he used Keno as the graphic for that I don't know if that's going to mean he has anything big to do on that show but we'll see I guess uh, but speaking of Keno he's going to defend the June, uh, the national title against Murakami on June I said June uh, January 23rd uh, Stinger defend the GHC junior titles against Congo on January 16th, and Harada defends the GHC Junior title against Ohara on January 10th. All title matches I'm very excited for. Mm. We'll see who wins them. Yes. (laughs) I have some ideas, but we'll talk about it when we get to the Noah show. And then last bit of news, All Japan news. Uh, Evolution, Dan Tamura and Hikaru Sato won the Junior Battle for Glory, defeating Rising Hayato and Atsuki Aoyagi. And Ryuki Honda and Dajiri have officially signed All Japan, so... Not the signings I expected to be signed at the new year, because they usually have some every new year, but mm. I'm very happy for my boy Honda, and it's good they have their one of their bookers on the yeah, roster. Like, <laughs> yeah, finally. like, I guess that's a good thing. You definitely want your booker to be signed to the company, so. But that's it, all the news, so let's gonna go through what's airing this week, and then hop into all these shows we're going to talk about. Uh, what's airing this week? DT aired live on Russell Universe January 3rd. Freedoms January 2nd aired on Nico Pro January 3rd. Uh, Tokyo Joshi aired live on Russell Universe January 4th. Noah also aired live, but on Abima January 4th. Diana January 3rd aired on Nika Pro January 4th. Uh, New Japan Russell Kingdom aired live on New Japan World January 4th and 5th. <laughs> and New Year's Dash will take place on the 6th, also live on New Japan World. Uh, Freedoms December 25th aired on Samurai January 5th. Pure J December 13th will air on Nika Pro January 8th. Uh, Big Japan December 30th will air on Samurai January 8th. DT will air live on Russell Universe January 9th. Uh, Dragon Gate will air live on Dragon Gate Network January 9th and 10th, also the 12th. Uh, Zero One, uh, January 1st, will air on Samurai January 10th. Noah will air live on Russell Universe January 10th. And Stardom ha- uh, had several shows this past weekend on the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And they will then have more shows on the 9th and 11th, so keep an eye on Stardom World for that. Uh, weekly airings... Uh, New Japan Strong, I have no idea if it's still happening. <laughs> uh, good question, actually. I don't know. I don't know. They always announce it, like, after... Well, usually it's after we record. We usually record on Monday, so... Well, it is Wrestle Kingdom, so they're probably not even worried about yeah, that, so... Say. Who knows? Uh, Impact on Tuesday at 8 Eastern. Uh, Kenny's showing up again. 
Uh, Jazz and Grace are facing Havoc and Nevaeh in the Knockouts Tag Tournament. I think it's the semifinals. Uh, Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards. Rhino and Jake something. Well, Jake, Cousin Jake and Impact, I guess. Versus uh, Joe Doring and Eric Young. And uh, Casey Navarro versus Crazy Steve versus Blake Christian and versus East Austin. Might actually check that out tonight. Uh, AEW Wednesday at 8 Eastern. Uh, AEW World Championship match. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix. Uh, women's title match. Carl Sheeta defending against Abaddon. Uh, Jake Hager versus Wardlow. John Moxley's making an appearance. Uh, tag team champs Young Bucks and SCU are facing the acclaimed in Hybrid 2. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Matt Seidel and an appearance by Snoop Dogg. And if Snoop Dogg ain't fucking doing commentary for Kenny and Fenix, what are we fucking doing here? But no, like, a uh, decent show overall, I guess. We'll see. I don't. It, the weirdest match for me is Cody versus Matt Seidel. That's so weird to put on Dynamite. I know. But And I'm not excited for Hikaru and Abaddon. At least they're putting it on the main show, I guess. But Yeah, it's nice, but I'm like, meh. I just hope to God Abaddon doesn't win. I don't think she's going to. I don't but think that she's going to. That would be so fucking weird. But, yeah. but anyway. I think other people are higher on her than me. Like I like the character itself. but yeah, The character's cool. But it's like, I haven't seen enough in-ring work to really Well, get. like two of the matches she was scheduled to work, she didn't get yeah, air, make tape. Cause, well, one of them's because of the injury. But still, like, yeah. they haven't put her on TV a whole lot. And if so... I don't know what that tells you that she's barely been on TV and now she's getting a title shot. Yeah. At but. least Anna Jay kind of made sense. Yeah. Because she's on a lot. And yeah. But oh well. Uh, NXT Wednesday at 8. It's their New Year's Evil. <laughs> it's such a Jesus fucking stupid Christ. name. Oh my god. Anyway, match at, the show actually looks pretty good. Yeah, you uh, say that. NXT title match Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor from a rematch from a TakeOver 31 or something. Kyle. I'm very excited for that match. I, I don't really like their uh, last match. Uh, NXT Cruiserweight title match, Grand Metalique versus Santos Escobar. Should be a should be, should, That should be really good. Uh, Karrion Cross versus Damian Priest. Uh, not feeling no. that one. Uh, Thatcher versus Ciampa in, the fight, no, in a fight no. pit. That's probably going to be stupid, so <laughs> hopefully it's funny at least. Thatcher should really just beat his ass, but probably. it's not going to happen. Oh, Ciampa's going to beat him, which is fucking stupid. That's <laughs> why I'm like, he's dumb. I don't know why Thatcher, like, all I use Thatcher for is to put over people, which, I mean, whatever, that's fine. Use for him, I guess, but I don't know. He's getting paid, so I'm sure he's happy. And then uh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez in a oh last woman standing match. Uh, that's going to be uh, interesting. Why? Well, you know what? At least there's a, uh, there's a, a stip. Yeah, there's a stip. I don't care about fucking story. <laughs> At least there's a stip because I cannot watch Raquel in a singles fucking match. And I can watch it anyway, but yeah. Uh, and then last airing, uh, MLW Wednesday at 8 Eastern. It's their uh, Kings of Coliseum, which is just an awkward name. At least do like Kings of the Coliseum or something. But anyway, uh, overall, um, there's one match I'm very excited about. It's uh, Myron Reed versus Leo Rush for the middleweight title. I forgot that's called. It's too small for me to read it. <laughs> um, they're also what doing. What are you looking at? The, what title does uh, Myron oh, have? Jesus. I think it's, oh, I think it's the middleweight on. title. World, yeah, world middleweight fight. That's what it says there. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, Hammerstone's defending the national title against Mads Kruger, which would be hilarious if he lost it to this weirdo. Uh, Von Erichs were defending the tag titles against the Dirty Blondes. I don't even know who that is. And, uh, Simon Gotch versus Jordan Oliver in a grudge match, which sounds fucking terrible, but at least, uh, Reed and Rush should be really good, so I'll at least check that out match out. But, uh, that's it for all the airings, so let's get into all the shows we're gonna talk about this week. We're gonna kick it off with New Japan, Rush Kingdom 15. In Tokyo Dome, night one from January 4th. Uh, this was probably the weakest Wrestle Kingdom show I've watched in real time. Mm. It's just so, it was just really disappointing. Like, 
there were two matches I thought were absolute dog shit. Most of everything else was good. Only peaking at really good, other than the main event, which I thought was fucking stellar. But like when you only have one memorable match on a Wrestle Kingdom show, it's hard to say the show is anything else but disappointing to me. Well, there is another match that's memorable, but that's just because it was so fucking terrible, and I kind of want to wipe it from my memory. But let's get through this show real quick and talk about the next night. Uh, dark match was a 21-man battle royale for the KOPW title. Well, who would be the finalist for the second night? Uh, Bushi, Bad, Fo- Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Taro Yano were your final four, defeating Doki, Gabriel Kidd, Goto, uh, Tenzan, Suzuki, Rocky Romero, Sho, Tiger Mask 4, Toa Henare, Togi Makabe, Honma, Ishii, Yoshihashi, Yodotsuji, Nagata, Yujiro Takahashi, and Yuya Iwamura in 34-40. Good job, yay. Oh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it was, and the sad thing is, it's not the only Rumble we're going to talk about today, so. Oh, fuck yeah, that's true. But uh, it was a Rumble dark match for a comedy title. I didn't take notes for it, really. It had its moments, but there was no fucking reason this needed to be as long as it was. No. I, I, like, I swear, whoever wrote, like, whoever did the time is wrong. This was, like, two hours long. There's no way this was only 34 <laughs> minutes long. But uh, Fale and Chase both going on to the next night was disappointed, but didn't really surprise me. Yano getting to the final four without even entering the ring because Oomara got eliminated during his entrance was fucking amazing. And I love that Bushi stole that idea on the second night, but we'll talk about that. But yeah, like, it was a dark match and stupid. It was just long as fucking, but do you have any take on it? Pretty much the same, just overly long for a dark match. Like, I know it's a rainbow and you got to get everyone in, but there was no need for it, especially with your final four. Like, really? But, um, yeah, Yano coming out and basically making that final four without even entering the ring was pretty much the highlight of the match. So, that tells you all you need to know right there. The first match on the main card, number one contender match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Uh, Best Super Junior winner, Hiromu Takahashi, defeated the Super J Cup winner, El Fantasmo, in 1746. And uh, uh, ELP had some uh, interesting gear, I guess. He looked like he hasn't bathed in months. <laughs> Probably hasn't, actually. And then Hiromu came out wearing his little puffy gown. That was kind of cool. Cute. But uh, this was not good. Just a very slow match. ELP showing, shoving all of his heel shit into a match while also doing high spots very slowly. Hiromu selling a foot stomp like he got shot was kind of annoying. And just, man. Someone had to fucking try to do something in this match. Yeah, like, this is just as bad as I expected it would be. ELP fucking stinks, and Hiromu didn't do a whole lot to make the match great either, but it was kind of hard to him when it was mostly an ELP control period yeah, the entire fucking match. But And then Hiromu won on a roll-up, so they're probably going to run this back later this year, so I'm not excited for that, but yeah, ELP fucking stinks. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, we're pretty much going to echo the same sentiments. Um, just have to say, at least Hiromu's puffy, puffy coat gown thing was really fucking awesome. I thought it was really cute. Um, it just looked super comfy. I could honestly just probably talk about that more than the match anyway. Um, yeah, ELP looks like a fucking... I, I don't even know. I, but yeah, the match is just really fucking boring. And it was kind of just like a weird ELP showcase for some reason. And the showcase was not very fucking good. Um, I can't blame Hiromu for not really wanting to do anything for him. Because I sure as hell wouldn't yeah elp just fucking sucks like i really don't want to see this match again but like you said with the ending we're probably definitely going to see it again 
I just loved uh, Hiromu was saying like he had some weapon or something. What did you do to me? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all he was talking about back, backstage on the on the first night. He was saying like, oh, he, he kept telling the refs like, oh, look for him. There's, he has something. <laughs> that was funny. But uh, next match, uh, IWGP tag title match. Girls of Destiny, Tomatonga and Tonga Loa defeated Dangerous Techers, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. in 1918. Uh, Miho no-showed, and that's why Techers lost. Yep. They needed the support of the forever never champion Miho Abe. But uh, I can't tell you this was bad. I didn't lose brain cells watching this like I did the ELP match. Uh, Tigers pulled out some good shit from time to time, but it's kind of just your typical G.O.D. match. So I can't say I'm excited about them winning the belts back and turning the division back into what it used to be. But, oh well. I like them having their moment at the Dome finally. That was really nice. And uh, Taichi being carried out by Doki was super cute. And I love fucking Tama apparently like stole the the iron fingers from tai chi yeah. like and now he's like taunting them on twitter about it oh god they're gonna, uh, they're gonna get used to go to come back one man, one last match yeah we're definitely getting a rematch with these teams which we'll see how that is but either way uh it, it's a fine match uh what you think yeah i thought it was fine uh solid match it wasn't anything like go out of your way to see which i pretty much expected but um i kind of figured the result of this one could go either way so wasn't really surprised, but I wish Techers retained just because I don't really want G.O.D. running the tag division again. But hopefully we get some changes, but I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking see it. Um, I was glad that uh, Tongaloa got the pin here, though, because I always feel like Tama Tonga gets all the pins. But I don't know. Maybe I just don't really pay attention to that shit. It, um, it does kind of seem like uh, Loa's kind of got more of a focus since they've, yeah. been, they've come back to Japan. Which is cool. Because, you know. I think he's definitely better than his brother. And yeah. <laughs> especially lately. Like, I think I think Tongalo has improved a lot since yeah. he's best been away. And he's got a great look now. Because, like, he's definitely posting thirst traps on Instagram sometimes. Oh, God. But, um, but yeah. Overall, it was fine. I mean, I like Tongaloa's gear, actually. The yeah. all-white was a good look. Yeah, I kind of like them, but, like, coming out in different colors. Like, the whole yin but... I was like, wait, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, no. This kind of works. It wouldn't surprise me if they just... Did the title switch to give G.O.D. their little golden watch when it Rust Kingdom and then Probably. put it back on Techers? They like, were what, like, Owen fucking... I don't even they've know. They've never won at the Rust Kingdom. Yeah, uh, I was Tokyo like, Dome. I don't even know. Owen something. So and plus they, they pass uh, 10 Koji for most title reigns now, I think. Yo, aren't they at seven? Seven, yeah. yeah. I think them and 10 Koji were both tied at seven or six, so yeah. now they win. Yep. And they're probably going to get more, so... Yep, <laughs> say... Unless they go off the fucking NXT or something, but I don't, I don't know if Tongalo wants to go and do that again. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, next match, uh, Kenta defeated Satoshi Kojima to retain the U.S. title briefcase in fourteen twelve. I thought it was a good match, uh, much better than we would have gotten with Juice probably, and it was just nice to see Kojima finally get a big spot again without seeing the without seeing the majority of Kenta's defenses. Yeah, I was going to women say this is probably the best one. Yeah, only one I watched <laughs> that came close to this really was Tana at Power Struggle and. Uh, one day the U.S. title will come back from home, but hey, come back from home, come, come back, back from, from war. Home. But we'll see. Like they showed a little video package uh, before the match with Mox, um, like basically saying like, "Oh, I'm ready for whoever wins this," kind of bullshit. But a win. And they flew him out to California just to cut that promo, and I'm like, "Yeah, it I was like, did they record it?" Yeah, they definitely recorded it. But I'm like, wouldn't the well, match. oh the match? Yeah, I was about to say like it wouldn't surprise me if they already recorded the match. Like maybe that's um, what I thought. I was like, why fly him out to Cali just to fucking do a promo when you could just record the fucking match when? Kenta was still there. When was Super Jacob? That was like the 12th, right? Yeah, something like that. That was after he won, lost the AEW title. So they could have taped it then. Like, okay. just flew him out to California real quick, do the match, and was, so maybe throw it on New Japan Strong sometime. But if you're going to do that... But that feels so weird if they're just going to throw it on a Strong. 
They may yeah. not. They could. I don't know what they. I don't yeah, know. we'll see. I like, don't know what just, they want to do. I, just I don't, don't know. know why they'd fly him out for like a, just a promo. That's what I'm saying. I was like, he could have just cut it like with some kind of black background anywhere. But no, they specifically flew him out there. So yeah, and he's not gonna be on Dash because he's. Cause, no, because he can't get. Well, and this uh, this this dynamite this week is uh, live, so oh, shit. unless he unless like the video appearance for him is gonna be a video appearance again, which, which it could be, but then I'm like that kind of stinks. So yeah, I know people were pointing out like the, his little thing in the Brody Lee thing. It looked like he was kind of in a hotel room, either that or um him and Mox or him and Renee have uh, kind of not great uh home decorating skills, but it definitely looked like a hotel shit, room. I didn't even pay attention to that. Good lord. But anyway, uh, what do you, you what do you think about the match? Same name, um, pretty, much. pretty much. Yeah, I this. I guess up to this point, this is probably the best match, which doesn't say much. It's only like a couple matches in, but um, there was definitely some hard-hitting moments from both of the guys in this. Uh, but also at the same time, I kind of felt some lulls. But I don't know. I think I was just kind of like, I was kind of in a bad mood still from the first match. So, uh, but I mean, I still overall enjoyed it. I just I, I hope Kenta wins this stupid belt so we can actually fucking see it for once. Not like it really means shit, but they can revamp it if he wins. But I mean, they might need it if uh, what Bushi wants say, to happen uh, happens. But I, hey, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. What the hell? Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Not like everyone yeah. doesn't know, but. Next match: Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated the Ray Okan in seventeen thirteen, and I loved Okan's entrance. It was so fucking great with like the Tana face mask thing, and then him doing little bunny hops down to the ring. Like he's such a fucking dork. I love it. Uh, the match itself, I had high expectations for. It didn't completely live up to those expectations, and but I still enjoyed it a lot. It's hard to compare the Jay Tana match where Jay returned to this, but I'm sure some people probably will. I like this match more than that, but Oka has like the advantage that he this isn't his first match back, and it, he's basically doing the same character he did on Excursion, unlike Jay, who had to basically completely start over with his character. Uh, Pop big for the Claw and Tana's Valiant comeback at the end. That was really well executed. Even with the loss here, I think they clearly have high hopes for Okan. So I'm excited for the his uh, 2021. And since the Never Title match went differently than I expected it to, uh, we might know where he's going to end up here soon. What do you think about the match? Yeah, I thought it was a good match too. Um, I thought they worked really well together. Um, I can't, I agree with you. I think Okan, he definitely has a bright future in the company, even though he lost. But, I mean, it's against Tana, so that's not really... I, that doesn't hurt him at all. It's it's fucking Tana, so um, not really much else to add. But yeah, I thought it was a good match. I know a lot of people may not agree, but yeah, it's one of those matches that was kind of like some people were up or down on it. I don't know. I thought it was good. So, uh, so my main no. was Kazuchika Okada defeating Will Ospreay in thirty five forty one and. Uh, opening part of Will's VTR was funny because I was so confused why he and B couldn't afford a TV stand but had like five TVs. I guess uh, ramen, uh, the ramen noodle Okada gear is finally gone. This one was kind of similar. It's still kind of glow in the dark, but it had a different design, which is cool. And I really dug the golden red trunks he had. But match was good. Started off hot with a giant slog in the middle and then had a good closing stretch. Your usual Okada match, I guess. So uh, It was nice him uh, to show some life. For once in the past year, but I uh, think the Ibushi and Okada match last year was better, but that's just because Ibushi is a better wrestler, but or than Mister uh, Commonwealth Kingpin is. But colonizing bitch. But yeah, the match was fine. I I it, it's pretty much what I expected it to be. It was a match that was pretty good, 
that is going to get overrated like shit by a certain was. people. It already was. So, yeah, like, it pretty much met my expectations. I'll say that. You probably see how anything. I don't care. Okada looked fine. He looked good, I thought. He got to beat the shit out of him, so that's really all I have to take on it. <laughs> yeah, Okada actually, like, showed a lot of emotion this and this. I think, like, he was really beating the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> that was really nice, but, yeah. I liked his gear. I loved him doing that fucking crazy dive over the top rope like oh, pretty early on hilarious. i was like man you do not see okada doing dives like that that was like that was actually pretty cool he said shut the fuck up wrestling twitter but uh main event was for the iwgp heavyweight title and intercontinental title uh kota Ibushi defeated tetsuya naito and thirty-one eighteen. and i did not write notes on this i just realized but i will say this was my uh favorite match of the entire weekend I pretty much enjoyed their entire series all yeah. of that past year for the IC title. What was it, like, 2018, 2019? Something, something like that. that. Probably. I think it's 2019. They've been, they've been going at it forever. But I loved all of those matches, and this was kind of just more of the same of that. Like, it kind of... I'd say the Dominion match is still their favorite match of theirs that I've seen. Especially because it just made people mad because of the safety police bullshit, which this is kind of the same thing. Still like safety police. Like, so. They were dropping each other on the head. They're like, no, nah, fuck you. This is this is what we're going to do in our match, and you are going to sit there and watch it. We you don't really give a fuck. Like <laughs> but no, like, it was just more of the same shit. And yeah, like um, I wanted Naito to win, but obviously same. obviously the story is Ibushi, so I get why they went with the it. The story is Ibushi, so he can become God. That's such a geeky thing. I, 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 I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm very happy for him winning the titles, but... He gets the worst gimmick stuff, I swear. That's why it's so hard he, for me there, to there's no way him. he didn't. There's no way he didn't come up with I that. I know he came up he's with He's such a fucking shit. idiot. He's so weird. <laughs> this is what happens when you're dropped on your head too many times. Oh, my God. But, yeah, like, I'm very happy for him. I thought the moment after the match the with um, nice. Naito Hannon and the two titles, basically, like, oh, the, yeah, you're... Golden Stardust. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. So... Yeah, just, if you enjoyed all their matches in 2019, uh, like you will like this one. more. Like, I do wish this was in front of a crowd that could actually react. That was like I my only knock on it. But still, like, this is like the only match I think that was better than this that they had was the Dominion match. Mm. I think it's better than MSG, even though we were there for live for MSG. And some didn't click as much there. But like, I think someone I was talking, I forget, I forget who I was talking to, was saying like this match was kind of like the MSG match, like basically the same match, but. Just a bigger stage, and I can kind of get that. Mm. But I don't know what you think about the match. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much like one of my favorites from the whole entire, I guess, two nights, whatever. Um, of course, like he said, I've always enjoyed their matches too, just because you always know that they're pretty much going to go balls to the wall, and that's what they did here. More uh, neck bumps and all that other fun shit, but. Even looking past all that, it was just a really well-wrestled match. A lot of emotion. You know, that's one thing Ibushi does really well is he always has a lot of added, um, very expressive facial. So, that always helps, too. Um, I wanted Naito to win, too, but I, I get what they're doing, even though I, I don't know about what they want to do in the future with the Bills, but we'll see. Yeah, like, I think, well, but when I, after this match happened, I was talking to people, I was like, I think uh, Naito and Jay would have been the more interesting champions going into 2021, but Ibushi's going to have fantastic matches with his belt, so I can't really complain, though uh, his first opponent, I know a lot of people are going to bitch about, so we'll see, but oh, yeah. I, I still think it's going to be a really good match, so 
we'll talk about that when that's when we talk about night two. But yeah, I'm uh, so far I'm excited or not. I guess I'm excited for Ibushi's title reign, but I, I'm interested, I guess, enough. But let's talk about night two. This took place January fifth. Overall, I thought this was the best show of the weekend from any promotion we watched. It was just such a fucking massive upgrade from night one with only one worthwhile match in the main event on night one. I enjoyed just about everything on this show except for the KOPW shit. But that was like seven minutes, or so so who cares? Who cares, yeah. But uh, definitely make sure to check this sh- um, show out. There were two dark matches, which we didn't get to see. Uh, both stardom offer matches. Uh, Queen's Quest, Utami Hayashida, Azumi, and Sayakamatani defeated... Dona Del Mondo, Micah, Himika, Natsupoi, and 948, with Sai picking up the win over, with, with a fucking Phoenix Flash on Natsupoi. <laughs> the best one that took place this evening. Yep, I'll say, I didn't but, even have to really see it in action to know. I saw pictures. That was enough. No, this is fucking funny. She's like, oh. It's oh. so funny how that happened. I'm, like, I'm sure okay. she didn't know, but Sai has been doing the Phoenix Flash for a little bit now. So I'm sure she didn't know who she's going to fucking break it out during the main event. Like, honestly, if he was going to break out a Phoenix Flash, you would have expected him to do it I during the nighttime match. One, yeah. But. Hey, you brought it out, yeah. Uh, then the other offer match from Sardom was uh, Queen's Quest. Or, no. It was uh, Donald Mundo. Julia and Siri defeated Stars, uh, Mayu Itani, and Tam and Akano. 1249. Julia pinning Tam as she should. But I did like uh, Julia and Siri basically did like the um, move for move what uh, Julia and Hana did last year with like the boots into the in the rope. I think that was a nice little uh, callback to, for Hana. But let's get into the uh, actual show. First match was a four-way match for the KOPW title. Uh, Tariano defeated Bushi, Bad Luck Fale, and Chase Owens in 7:34 with uh, Yano pinning Bushi. Uh, this had no business going longer than five minutes, but or really as long, like, even like a couple minutes, really. But, Honestly, uh, at least it wasn't a half hour like the last night. And uh, Bushi and Yano refusing to get into the ring at the start of the match is funny, at least. And the finish was kind of creative, gave me a little bit of chuckle with Bushi on the ground waiting to be pinned, and then I guess Chase and Yano were arguing about who would take the fall, and then they started messing with the ref. Yano low-blowed both of them and pinned Bushi, so, I don't know, I thought that gave me a little bit of a chuckle. What'd you think? I don't even know where the hell I was during this. I was just spaced out, because I think I missed most of it, or I just didn't care, because I didn't really want to watch Fale or Chase, so, there's that for you. I definitely didn't, I missed the ending. All I saw was Bushi get pinned, and I was like, okay. Uh, next match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Title Match. Suzuki Gun, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru defeated Ryusuke Taguchi and Master Wato in 1320. And Wato just looked like a stud coming out to the ring today. Like, I That's loved his star. new edge and gear. Like, longer hair and the dark blue is a lot more subdued. Like, it's a lot more subdued now the dark blue instead of uh, light blue. Like, his hair is such a massive improvement. Just that alone, I think, helps him. But this new ring gear he has looks awesome. <laughs> His hair kind of reminded me of uh, Yume Uyagi's from All Japan, which we'll talk about later. I think it's a little lighter. I think a, l- a it's little, a little bit. bit lighter. Didn't help because I had the lighting, but yeah, anyways. <laughs> but the uh, match was Taguchi being Taguchi doing comedy shit, only for Suzuki Gun to make him pay for it a few times. Wato was finally able to get in and look great as a hot tag. Just uh, pretty solid shit from both teams. I praise Wato Ishimori from the Best Super Junior as Wato's best match so far, and I thought he looked good, really good here, too, despite not being involved a whole lot, which is... That was a little disappointing. Yeah, that, that was good. That's, That's disappointing. That's, I think, the one big thing that, yeah, but, but I think that kind of just leaves it up in the air that either they'll get to do a rematch of this and Wato will be more involved, mm-hmm. or Wato will find a new partner, which I don't know who we'd really find, but either way, uh, Wato keeps getting better and better, and I uh, did not expect a Suzuki Gun win here, but 
Oh, maybe they just have bigger plans for Watto in 2021 than just the junior tag titles. Uh, I can't complain because Zuby Gun are like the best junior tag team in the company, so keeping the belts on them is always okay in my book. But I'm curious what they have planned for Watto this year. What do you think? Yeah, match overall was pretty good. Um, but like we kind of discussed, yeah, this was a much, much better look for Watto here. Really like the robe and his pants. Uh, the longer hair is so much better suited for him. He just he looks more of like a complete package compared to when, you know, he had the old stuff and his hair wasn't quite as long. But honestly thought this was probably, well, I don't want to say probably, I guess it was probably one of Watto's better performances and he wasn't even in it really, but <laughs> so that tells you something. Um, I thought he did really well. You know, the rest of it was fun. Really good stuff from Taguchi and Suzuki Gun, you know, because they're all just really good. Um, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this one. Uh, next match was a never open weight title match. Shingo Takagi defeated Jeff Cobb in 21-11. Uh, and going into this, I was pretty excited about it and kind of lived up to it. Like, uh, But before we can get to the match, uh, maybe I'm just dumb, but it kind of sounded like they remixed Cobb's theme. But it sounds good, whatever it is. Maybe it is just the same theme and I'm just stupid because a lot of these themes, I, they, sound the they sound a lot better in the Tokyo <laughs> Dome, so I kind of noticed new things about them. That's probably it, yeah, just because you have a better, like, there's probably better echo, so you can yeah. hear a lot clearer than... Like in Korakuen or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this match fucking ruled. I've been enjoying Cobb since his return, and this was his best shit yet. Like, it's just a wonder what a fresh coat of paint turning heel will do for a guy's presentation and his performance. And this match is primarily the Jeff Cobb show with Shingo just about, just really just he going along for the ride. Yeah, like, he does all to make Cobb look fucking great, and he did it spectacularly. Like, like all the memorable spots were Cobb spots, really. And I think they could have wrapped it up a little sooner, but that's really my only complaint about the match. It's definitely, like, one of the best matches this weekend, or this whole mm. New Year's series of shows. <laughs> as much as I honestly hate to admit it, this was a pretty damn good match. Um, <laughs> you all probably know that I don't really care for Cobb, um, but he definitely showed out here. This was probably one of the best matches I've seen from him. Uh, but like I said, he had Shingo as his dancing partner, so that really helps. Um, Shingo was good. Like he said, I think they could have shaved off maybe a few minutes, maybe just kept it like 15, seven, 15 to 17 instead of 21, but uh, it didn't deter me that much. The match was just fucking good, so definitely one of the better matches from the weekend. Uh, next match... Well, a special singles match. Uh, Sonata defeated Evil in twenty three forty, and again, like I was just talking about the music. Uh, not sure if it's new, but or you just hear it more clearly in the dome. But I love the little intro to Evil's song. Like I don't know, it was like a little piano kind, not piano, but is it like the beginning part? Yeah, like before it goes like full. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can really hear it there, but I've I've heard it before. Yeah, maybe I don't pay attention. <laughs> Um, as far as the match goes, it was better than I expected, I guess, but I had low expectations going in. I thought it was solid stuff. Uh, Dick, Do- Dick Togo doing an elbow drop through a table. It's probably the most memorable th- uh, memorable thing about the match. And him just falling off the top rope and falling on his nuts. I had a pretty good closing or hot closing stretch, but uh, ain't a match I'm going to remember afterwards. And it's not the ma- kind of match I expected. But, I mean, I don't know what I expected, really. But I didn't either. But... No. I don't know. Like it, it was, it was solid stuff. Like I'm not gonna complain about it. It's just um, wasn't anything special, really, either. It wasn't the type of match I expected for it to like 
be, I guess, a grudge match or something. I don't know. I don't... I think that's what you're trying to get at, too. I'm like, just like... I think, like, one of the commentators, or I don't know who it was, was saying, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a bloody match. Like, it's completely yeah, different than no. everything else on the show. And I was like, it's definitely wasn't that. basically still, like, yeah. It's your typical New Japan match. Like, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, highlights for me were definitely Dick going through the table and him falling off of that um top turnbuckle. <laughs> it's kind of sad when that's, like, the highlights for me. Uh, The match itself wasn't wasn't bad. I just wasn't, like, super invested into it. I don't know. It's like, I like the story, you know, obviously, the ex-partners fighting and stuff, but I don't know. The matches didn't really do anything for me. It was a little long. 23 is a little long. Yeah. With no uh, stakes. Oh, it had stakes. We'll see about that after the main event. (laughs) See? Um... Uh, semi-main event was uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title Match. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi defeated Taji Ishimori in 25-31. Uh, much like their best Super Junior match, this felt like an extended version of their Jingu match. I still think the Jingu match is the best match of their current series. Obviously, the best Super Junior final is their best match, but this had its uh, slow portions because of the length, mm-hmm. and that was really my only complaint about the match, honestly, like, which is what knocks it below the Jingu match, which was just balls to the wall the entire time. Uh, like I said, I've, I'm, I've loved this entire series, and it's a matchup that really just never disappoints to me. And my boy got the belt song back, so let's fucking go. What do you think? No, oh, what do you fucking think? <laughs> what do you fucking think? No, I... She hated it, you yeah, all. Yeah, obviously. No, I love the match. Like, this is probably one of my favorite... Uh, wait. Yeah, it's probably, like, one of my favorite rivalries for Hiromu. Um... Wait, we didn't talk about Ishimori's hair. Oh yeah, he had a little, <laughs> Why did little I just... white hair extension. I like, I like his gear too, but just like that little thing going off his hair. Yeah, was sorry, cute. I just thought about his his little extensions because I was freaking out when I saw it, and I was like, wait a minute, this boy got extensions up in his hair just to lose. But anyways, um, no, the match was really really good. I mean, like I said, it's what you expect from Hiromu and Ishimori at this point. Um, but yeah. Hermu's the champion again, so all is right in the world right now. So let's hope let's hope this is the lengthy um, title reign for Hermu this time, because I'm tired of him just dropping it, and then he goes back to Wrestle Kingdom, and it happens all over again. But whatever. Well, it's like if if they want to finally have someone crowned as like the next guy, not you know the next guy after Hermu, but like the next That's guy, cool. he should hold this belt until Wrestle King next year, and then Pretty drop much. it to somebody there. Yeah. But I don't know who that is. We'll see. Um. We'll see how this year goes. We'll see how. This yeah, we'll year see. Goes. But I would very much at least, like, at least like him to hold it to like, like power struggle or something. Yeah, I just want him to hold it for like more than months. just like six months. <laughs> I mean, six months is a long reign anyway, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, because sometimes I, you don't get rains in some of those months, so it's like, oh, okay, he defended it like twice. <laughs> awesome. Like I know a lot of people are predicting him being in the G one. Shut the fuck up, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. Stop, please. I wouldn't surprise. Like I wouldn't hate it if he's in the G1. I just don't want him to move up to the heavyweight division. I don't division. want him in G1 because he's not going to win everything. So. I mean, they, they did Osprey decently in that when well, he was in there as champ. Never mind. But anyway, <laughs> uh, then we got the uh, main event of the show: uh, IWGP Heavyweight Title and IC Title Match. Kota Ibushi defeated Jay White in 48:05, the longest match in Tokyo Dome history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, I like how this match was laid out. It was like oh, just. Wait. Did you say uh, the junior match was the longest one for oh, yeah. Tokyo Dome? I saw yeah, yeah. <laughs> That just reminded me. Yeah, Hiromu and Ishimori was the longest uh, junior heavyweight title That's match. And, but 
I'm not surprised because until Haramu got around, they didn't really get a whole lot of anything. That's right. My boy. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, I should mention, even after the match for Haramu was like going up to the ramp, it was like talking into the camera. I was pretty much saying, like, oh, next time I'm going to be main event in the dome. And Haramu is the only junior you could do that with. Oh, the problem is he doesn't have a dance partner, really, in the division to do that with. Despy. If they, if they want to keep going up with Despy, that'd be a great main event for that. That's the problem. Yeah, it's like... We'll see. But if you're going to keep doing this double dome bullshit, and especially if they're killing the IC title, which is possible, apparently. We'll see. We'll, t- we'll talk about it in that in a minute. But uh, that's perfect time for Junior to main I event the Tokyo Dome. It, like, Hiromu's the one guy you can't do that with. I mean, you probably could have done with Liger maybe down the, back then. but Yeah, which is weird that they didn't do that. But, but the problem with that is, like, one night, and they're not going to do that. No, <laughs> on one night. No, 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 no. But since there's two nights, I think it's... Two nights? Why not? They already okay. semi-main, so, like... The next logical step is to have the main event. If you have someone big enough for Hiromu to face, you just have to build someone up. who knows what could happen in the landscape of New Japan. So we'll see. But, early on in the year. But okay, there you go. Back to the main <laughs> event. Uh, like I said, I like how this match was laid out. It was just Jay being his cocky self like his cocky self dominating the match. I loved him them teasing the Jay like stealing the win again, like they did during the briefcase title match with his leg on the ropes, but Red Shoes caught it. But as the match continued. He just couldn't put Ibushi away and got more frustrated. His confidence faded. I think he was like almost crying when Ibushi was like crawling to the ropes while he had like the Ibushi tapped out, locked in. Like the dude even kicked out of a Blade Runner to the point where like he lost it backstage. Like Jay was sounding like he was making it sound like he was gonna give up wrestling. That that promo was so fucking good. Did you see it yet? Yeah, that promo is fucking insane. Oh my god, I... he's insane for that. That is like the biggest like baby face yeah, fucking like, bullshit that I've was ever so seen. So good. And, like, I'm actually going to watch a Dash as soon as I wake up because of him. Like, if that's I'm not then... watch this as soon as we wake up. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kicking that shit on as soon as... Yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm getting out of bed. As soon as the alarm like, goes off, move. Like, New Year's Dash has been pretty disappointing the past couple of years, but... Like, this is the most hype, I think, surrounding it in a few years. Very much, yeah, like... What's happening with Jay? What's going to happen with... It's really just Jay, yeah, but I, <laughs> I honestly the rest of it I don't really care that much about. But hey, you never know. Maybe they'll try. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Last year I had fucking nothing. At least this we have a story going into the night. Yeah, true. So I'm very excited to see what they do with Jay. Like it's probably just gonna be evil attacking him or some bullshit. Because he's pretty much saying like, oh, Shut the fuck up. please don't I'm, make me I, sad. <laughs> he's pretty much saying like, oh, I'm contractually obligated to wrestle if they make me. So if you want me to, I will. But he's after so that, I'm not wrestling shit. anymore. <laughs> so. So I definitely think he's basically going to be forced to wrestle and then he's going to get attacked by someone and then he's going to turn babyface and go after evil, I guess. Also, thanks for all the fucking discourse on Twitter, you fuck. Oh, yeah. He's he's so good at riling up people. God, he does this every time. And I'm just like, I'll fall for it every time. But yeah, the match was fucking awesome. I love this match. I think it's the best match of their series. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I like this or Hiromu Ishimori more. But at the le- very least, it's third best match of the weekend for me. Like, obviously... Naito and Ibushi is my favorite match, yeah. but it's kind of between this and Hiromu and Ishimori. Like, I, I think you can interchange I'm, it. Yeah. I put Hiromu Ishimori second for me, but this is like this isn't like third. This is like yeah, it's like I'm third. I'm kind of leaning more towards this being my second favorite match of the weekend, but the length kind of knocks me off. Yeah, I, I definitely see those complaints. Like I've seen people but say it like it actually went by fast though. Yeah, I think it went by fast, and I think. You can kind of do these like slow beginnings with a guy yeah, like Jay yeah, because yeah. he's being a dickhead. Like he knows how to keep keep it going when you know there's a lull. It's just some other guys who you'll just end up sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, like I, I definitely hey. understand why people didn't like this as much as I did. I'm not. Oh yeah. 
I was actually surprised to see how many people actually like this because mm-hmm. a lot of people that I know don't like Jay for some reason. But yeah, I'm not gonna be someone saying you're liking or hating something just because you're pretending to do so because that's just bullshit. But that, that, that's been the big discourse and like really? people I'm talking about. Okay, well I'm not gonna get into that one. So like, oh, you're only pretending to like this thing. I'm like, no, maybe I have to like it. Sorry, I like something different. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't give a fuck what people like. Anyway, that's it for New Japan. Overall, good stuff on both nights, but night two was by far the best night and definitely yeah, the one you should check yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But, but check out Ibushi Night 2. That was definitely my favorite match so far this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, next show we're going to talk about is uh, DT's New Year's Day gift special. All seats, 300 yen special box office. God, 2021. <laughs> From uh, January 3rd. Um, Overall, I'd say it was a good show, a good taste of DT for the unaffiliated, or not unaffiliated, uninitiated. But uh, that said, I don't think there's anything on this show that's must-see. If you're not crazy like us watching everything and want to cherry-pick which shows to watch from this weekend, this is probably the one you could skip, but I still enjoyed everything nonetheless. Like, I had a fun time watching the show. It's just, as we talk about it, I probably won't have a whole lot to say about the show, but I know, it was a fun show. I had a lot of fun with it still, so. And And sometimes that's what I need. I don't want just a pure, like... Uh, yeah, like I was just watching a bunch of just wrestling matches is just too much for my brain. Especially with watching all the shit we did, like it was nice to just watch a show and just relax. sit there and enjoy it and relax. Uh, first match of the night was Keigo Nakamura defeating Hideki Okatani, getting his first win Woo-hoo! in 742. My, my God, it was a really good match in that too. Like mm. I enjoyed it. I think he's like we we mentioned it before. I think he slotted still as a comedy guy, but he's just great. Period. So he'll get his chances of greatness regardless. But he's definitely not a work rate guy in comparison to Okatani and Kojima. So I think they're going to be more sustained pushes. But I think Keigo's going to be a guy you, you'll you see in you big spots in the future. Him, yeah. So yeah. either way, I'm just fucking happy my boy guy's first win. I'm so proud of my egg boy. <laughs> first, uh, first, well, really big show of the year, I guess. And he gets his first win. So I can't really complain there. Oh, I thought you had something to say. No, no. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think Kago's still slotted for the comedy route, but he definitely can, I think he can hang with the best of them if, you know, they need to put him in a bigger situation. But yeah, Okatani is going to be more situated for that and probably Kojima too. Um, I like Okatani's haircut. Oh yeah. Did we talk about this? Okay. I wasn't sure if this is, okay. But yeah, I like his haircut. I think it helps. He needs to change his gear still though. Yeah, he needs to change his gear, man. (laughs) But, uh, 2021, I'm still going to shit on it. Uh, next match, Antonio Honda, 43rd birthday and 16th anniversary debut special match. Uh, Honda defeated Chon Shiryu in 9-14, and it was a Honda match. Do you have anything else to say? That's really it. Um, He boasts, he busted out a tope, so that was something else, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, the next match, uh, Yukio Sakaguchi, Saki Akai, and Gota Ihashi defeated Toru Iwashi, Tomomitsu Matsunaga, and Toi Kojima in 9-37, and I guess Gota is an honorary member of Eruption now. Like, the video package of him doing, like, the Eruption oh entrance was so fucking great. And, and his little makeshift Eruption gown ruled. But it was a fun match. Uh, Ko- uh, Kojima getting his honor- honorary ass kicking from Yukio was cool. And uh, Saki even joined in. That was pretty funny. But, yeah, it was just a fun little match. Uh, I just, Really, the highlight was Gota doing his little Eruption, fake Eruption thing. Yeah, Gota was definitely the highlight here. Um, match itself, like you said, was fun. But he, he definitely made it. <laughs> he definitely gave you a good laugh. Uh, next match, uh, Damnation, Mad Polly, Nobuhiro Shimatani, and Hiroshi Yamado defeated Makoto Ishii, Mizuki Watase, and Yukio Naya in 1219. 
I thought the match was fine. Watase eating the pin, always sad. But, yeah, I don't have any really strong yeah. opinion on this match. And I was like, Watase ate the pin again, so maybe 2021 won't be so different. Um, just just kidding. But, yeah, it, it was fine. Uh, next, we got the uh, announcement of uh, Maya Yuki and S- Maya and Saki versus Sayori and Miyako. Fuck. I'm not commenting still. Shut up. My reaction to that match is that picture of uh, uh, Jose Marino with was saying like at the football manager. Uh, you've, you've, I'm sure you've seen the yeah. I'm sure you've seen the picture. I think you've even used it before. It's like him saying like I I, oh, yeah, I can't one. speak. If I speak, I will be in trouble. <laughs> um, but the next match was a three and one handicap match. Uh, Shinya Aoki, Dancho Godino, Super Sasadango defeated Sanchiro Takagi in ten minutes, and it happened. Yeah, it happened. I don't really there take anything else about yeah. it. I neither. But it was af- a lot of talking. Yeah. So there you go. But afterwards, we got the big reveal of Yusuke Okada making his DC debut later this month. Multiple. Multiple. Matches. Yeah. Like I said, like I'm pretty sure he's on like every show in January. So. He's fucking awesome. So I can't wait for that. Hopefully, he's gonna said, win some. I think he'll win some. I well, it's not gonna happen. He's, he's I, facing young boys. I would have liked. Well, yeah. I was thinking. I was like, I would have liked him to see beat, see him beat Akiyama, but that's That'd not be happening. Fucking sick, and I love it. I. I DDT would be my number one promotion all year. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not going to happen just because Akiyama's already got big things to do, so. (laughs) Another old ball fucking man (laughs) as to... Never mind. Anyway, uh, next match, uh, Kanosuke Takashida, Shumakatsumada, Mao, and Yuki Oena, the Sonic Club, defeated Akido, Kazuki Harada, Shota, and Keisuke Ishii in 1434. Uh, That was really good. Uh, Nothing great, but honestly, as far as, like, work ready shit, it was the first match and really the only match of the night to deliver in that respect. Keisuke Ishii finally being, bra- being brought back was uh, excellent shit and a big part of why the match was so good. I just love that fucking dude, man. I need, I really mm-hmm. need, I, I need to watch more Gombray, but I just never do. But everyone involved rules, so throw them together. You're bound to have a fun time. And uh, the main match of this show, I would recommend checking out. So definitely see, uh, check this one out if you've got time. Yeah, definitely the big highlight um, of the show. It was just a lot of fun. And like he said, if you look at the names involved... You're pretty much guaranteed at least a good time, and that's what we got here. Um, I want Kaisuke and Takashi to face off. I thought their interaction was really good when they were in there together. But you could, I could probably say that about Kaisuke and just about any of the other guys. So The best Ishii. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, don't get them riled up with that shit. I mean, he is really fucking good, so. Um, but just a really fun match, very good, and... Yeah, check that one out if you do plan on checking out this show. In the main event, uh, Damnation, Tetsuya Endo, Sumitsukao, and Yuji Hino defeated Harshima, Kazutada Taguchi, and Chris Brooks in 17-18. Uh, that was a solid main event, but really Hino was, the, yeah, Hino. Hino was the highlight for me. But please, God, give me Higuchi and Hino in a singles match ASAP, man. I need to see that. But for now, I'll take Hino and Hino. Like, Hino challenging <laughs> him to an arm wrestling match after the match ruled. I love that. That was so funny. And... If I was watching live, I probably would have been more terrified at Chris uh, at a Chris win here, because that was like one of the near falls they had. But because I thought him and Endo were trying to have like an epic style match, is kind of scary to me. So I didn't even think. But um, but match was good. Endo picked up the win, and I thought it was a good way to end the show. I didn't take any notes for this. I don't even know what I was doing. But anyways, um, from what I remember, it was pretty good. Pretty good main event. I mean, I can't complain if I get Endo in the main event, so... And Higuchi was in it, and Hino, and then, yeah, everyone else, I guess. <laughs> I just love the fucking arm wrestling thing after the Dude, main Dude, that event. was so fucking was so good. Stupid. 
I'm definitely, uh, I'm pretty excited for that. Hino and Eno. Oh, that should be great. But yeah, I think I kind of want to see a Higuchi and Hino singles match more, which I hope happens like ASAP right after that, but we'll see, I guess. We can see that happen in a tournament or something. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, next year we're going to talk about uh, Tokyo Joshi's uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Itonyon 2021, January 4th show. Uh, second best show of the weekend, in my opinion. I enjoyed all of the undercard, including my former Wrestle One girl, Endo, debuting. I had a trios match with Aja Kong. That was really fun. Another really cool uh, newbie Shiki gun tag. And the business end of the card delivered in a big way for me. So, yeah, just really enjoyed this fucking card. So, let's get through it. Uh, my first match was Ariso Endo debut match. Susan May defeated Ariso Endo in 639. Uh, I thought it was a good little rookie match. I love Endo's gear. It was so cool. I thought she did really well here, but clearly Susan May's better. But, I mean, she's more tenured and more experienced, so obviously. But uh, Susan May isn't someone I'm really attached to, but... She's always good, and she's pretty much better every time I see her, so I enjoyed this a lot. What do you think? Um, I love Dorisu's gear and her hair. It is really cute. Um, she definitely has the great, cute look that a lot of them in T- you know, Tokyo Joshi have anyway. But um, it just, obviously the result wasn't super shocking. Like like you said, Susan May has more experience, all that good stuff, so of course she's probably going to win, but... I mean, still overall fun opener and a uh, good look at Ar- Arisu. Uh, next match, uh, Yuna Manase and Moko Miyamoto defeated Palm Harajuku and Harunoneko in 641. Uh, quick match. I didn't take any notes on it, really. Like, it was there. You have anything, so. Um, pretty much same. It was fine. Did its job. Uh, next match, Hyper Masao defeated Shoko Nakajima in 1059. And uh, this gimmick was fucking weird, and I think that's really what hurt the match so much. Like, I don't know. The match didn't really interest me at all. I like I know we're the Masao haters, but I, I even saw Masao fans talk like it didn't really do much for them either. So I feel kind of vindicated in that. Like, I think it was like a brave idea that didn't really get executed that well, which, I mean, yeah. it's TJP. They take risks like this that sometimes. So I'm not, especially with Hyper Masao gimmicks stuff. It doesn't always hit like that uh, Saki and uh, Hyper yeah, Masao match. Yeah. But yeah, it, honestly, unfortunately, this was like the worst match of the night to me. Yeah, this one was just pretty boring to me. It just really didn't do much for me at all. Um, like you said, they take risks, but this this one was a this one was a miss. Uh, next match: uh, Miyu Watanabe, Nao Kakuda, and Mirai Mayumi defeated Aja Kong, Mizuki, and Raku in eleven fifty nine. And this is fun as hell. Like Aja was the star of it, really, but uh, I think for a good reason because she was fucking rules. So anytime she heard is like busting people with a fucking tin can, I love that shit. But uh, Rocky's comedy bits were good too. Uh, Sachi ate the fall, but I guess it's not surprising considering the teams. But it's cool, uh, Miyu pinning Raku, which made more sense once we got to the main event. But also, I loved Raku's new head. It was very cute. Oh, yeah. Raku's gear, or like her whole little getup was super cute, especially like at the beginning of the show. It was so cute. But, anyways, yeah, definitely a fun match. I mean, I actually really like seeing Aja and uh, Tokyo Joshi. It's always a lot of fun. I especially like the spot where Aja's team were like, they were kind of stepping on the other team. Oh, yeah, they were going to do yeah. Rocky's like, Night Express shit and then like just running over them and then going to lay down on them. And, Aja, and Aja was like not like stepping on some people. I think she like sat on fucking Mariah and then they, yeah, they all ended up <laughs> sitting on them. So it was pretty fucking funny. But yeah, really fun match. Um, cool that Miu got the pin, but yeah, like, we'll see why that's important. <laughs> 
Uh, next match was Niobe Shikigun, Sakisama, and Mei St. Michelle defeated Hikari Noah and Sena Shiori in 13-34. And, yeah, I love this. Mei is just amazing. Uh, TJP booked uh, two of my girls in Hikari and Sena as a team. So that was great. Also, Sena even had new gear, which was inspired by Hikari. So That's I, fucking awesome. I fucking love that. It was made by uh, Hao Ming. But uh, Saki has improved so much in the past year. And even if this is just... Even in this character... And I, I always love Saki-sama, but just strictly wrestling ability, comparing Saki-sama now to mm. back when I first started watching TJP, just completely different. And yeah, like, I thought this was just a really fun match. Yeah, definitely a good match. Um, I always love seeing Neo Bushigigun in whatever capacity it is. Um, them booking May has been like the best decision that they've done in a while, in my opinion. She fits so well, you know, obviously she's funny. She can wrestle really well. I think her and Saki have really good chemistry. Um, I think everyone involved here had really good chemistry. It's just the match was just a lot of fun, and I want more of it. I love the fucking, like, tray slide spot where they that throw it down. and awesome. Slide. I love that I think they've shit. done it before, but I'm just like, I love that spot. It's so funny. But uh, now let's get into the business end of the card yeah, with uh, Miyu, Sh- Miyu Yamashita defeating Maki Ito in 1305. And this is a great fucking match. One of my favorites of the weekend. Like, comparing this to their previous matchups, it's kind of just night and day. Maki has improved so much since she debuted. And she really held her own here with Miyu. Like, I definitely think she's, like, one of the top-end workers in TJP now, which is diff- very different than what she did when she debuted. Like, she could have just coasted on the gimmick if she really wanted to. But, no, she's really improved a whole lot in ring, and it's I'm really happy to see that. And that knockout finish on her was so good and just an awesome finish. And it's going to be awesome when Maki finally wins against Miyu. But for now, like... I'm very happy with this rivalry, how it's going, or how it's shaping, I would say, and had ended up having a really great match here. Yeah, this was just a fantastic match. I just, I love this match so much. Um, like he was saying, Maki has steadily improved so much in the ring over the past few years. It's it's just so awesome to see. Um, Mew is obviously incredible. We all know that. So it's, uh, it, was, it was a very good match. Um, definitely love the KO finish. Yeah, I hope this keeps going because I want to see Maki get her win. Uh, next match, semi-main event. Uh, Tokyo Princess tag titles. Bakuretsu sisters and Nodoka Tenma, Yuki Ano, defeated Yuki Kamafuka and Mahiro Kuryu in 1434. Uh, really good tag match. I definitely preferred their Wrestle Princess match where Bakuretsu sisters won the titles. But, uh, this is still pretty, some pretty excellent stuff. But, yeah, I didn't really take a whole lot. I just... Solid stuff, just not as good as the title or the match where they won the belts. Yeah, pretty much echo the same sentiments. Um, really good match, but yeah, I think the Wrestle Princess, um, when they gained the titles, match was a lot better. And then the main event, the Tokyo Princess of Princess title match, Rika Tatsumi defeated Yuka Sakazaki by referee stoppage in 1922. Uh, also main event as well was an emotional match just from the jump. Like, both looked like they were really about to cry before the match. But uh, they turned it on for the match. We'd get water week, waterworks later. Uh, mm-hmm. Rika's leg work on Yuka was awesome throughout, and I liked her uh, scouting a lot of Yuka's moves early on since they know each other so well. Uh, looked like Yuka was going to break Rika's neck with that shit. What was she, like, hanging over the ropes? That was fucking nasty. And then the leg work played into the finish submission, finishing submission, and then the waterworks started immediately after the bell rang, and a uh, great moment to end off the show. Or one of my favorite shows of the weekend. But yeah, it was very like I think definitely if you're invested in Tokyo Joshi, I think this match will do more for you. But 
still, even without that, I think it's just a very good match. And the, the video package they did before the match was uh, really good. It helped tell a story, I think, all, very well. What do you think about the match? Yeah, I was actually going to bring up the uh, video package. I thought it was excellent. Um, they did a good job with detailing their history, which is very vast. Um, both Yuka and Rika definitely looked emotional before they locked up. You could pretty much have that little pout on her face. Like when you know you're about to cry, but you're trying to hold it back. I was just like, oh, man, let's can we keep the waterworks in, please? I don't want to end up crying either. Um, and then it literally lasted like a second after the bell rang. Yeah, I was like, like Jesus. Just like they both started tearing up, tearing up. That was awesome. But, yeah, this was just a very good match from both of them. Um, I don't... I'm trying to think how to describe it. I kind of put it as, like, surprisingly more brutal for, like, a Tokyo Joshi match. Probably just because of what Yuka did on the ropes. But I thought it was pretty hard-hitting for for them. But, uh, yeah, just really, really good match. And I'm super excited to see how Rika's title reign plays out. Oh, and I think we should say uh, we watched these final three matches with the English commentary. Like, we watched oh, yeah, the Abima right. stream live the we for the first couple sleep. matches. But I was just like, nah, I'm, I'll we save this for tomorrow. So... We checked out the English stream on Russell Universe for the final three matches. Really and good. Yeah, I thought the I English like commentary it. was really good. Like, both the main guys, they were just good commentators, period. But then you had Chris Brooks there to mm-hmm. kind of offer up some uh, history, some little, some more, little yeah, stuff, stuff. Yeah, so I think both, like all of them together made it good for uh, new and old people to kind of, like yeah. new viewers to kind of get what's going on in the stories and stuff. So, uh, A-plus there. And then... Uh, Next show, one of the we're going to talk about is All Japan's New Year's War, War 2021, Night 1 from January 2nd. Uh, I think All Japan kicked off the year with a bang here. Very fun show. Solid undercard. Two great matches. Set up a junior title match I'm very excited for. And a tag division is freshen up finally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this Night 1 for them. So let's go through it real quick. Uh, first match, uh, Purple Haze, Izanagi, Shigehiro Irie, and... Or defeated uh, Atsuki Aoyagi and Rising Haido in 756. I uh, thought it was a very solid match here. I uh, really enjoyed this team of Haido and Atsuki. Wouldn't mind those two going for an all Asia shot down the road. Uh, they got a nice little dynamic going between them. And I know Atsuki literally just challenged for the junior title, but I want to see him challenge again, man. Like, this kid is just too good already. Just give Atsuki all the belts. I love him so much. Uh, what do you think about the match? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid opener. Um... I don't really have a whole lot to say about it because you kind of, I guess, said everything. I don't know. Haido, wait, did Haido have this gear before or is this new? I think it's the same gear. I think he might have different hair or something, but I think it's the gear he debuted when he okay. challenged for the junior title. All right, I could remember. I was like, what? I don't know. It's still cool. Um, next match, Yoshitatsu, Riji Hijikata, Takayugi Oeki, and Shikara defeated Takao Mori, Black Mento Ray, Osamu Nishimura, and Ryuki Honda in 902. Uh, I thought it was your typical Old Japan undercard affair here. Uh, not much different than usual, really. But I liked Ueki getting his ass beat. That was pretty funny. And uh, I love Shikara and Metsu, right? Like, like they had, I'd so, uh, I had a lot of fun just watching them together, like, going around the crowd and, like, Metsu, right, trying to do the shot. But then Shikara just, like, yelled to <laughs> get the crowd go yelling for him. And uh, I'm glad they brought Hichikata back in again. Like, dude's a perfect undercard guy. Makes matches much more exciting for me, at least. Uh, said my boy Honda's new contract didn't save him from taking the fall in the match, but nah, that was a pretty solid match. I was like, this is pretty much what you expected it to be, which isn't bad. It was still solid. Just a bit more funny stuff, you know, just considering Mensa is in it. 
Uh, next match, Koji Doi and Kumo Arashi defeated Evolution, Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamura in 10:54, and about damn time we get Ko- uh, Kumo Doi as a team in All Japan. Like that is like my favorite wrestle on tag team, man. I love them so much. And finally, they've been Doi's been in All Japan for months now, and you just now give it to me, make me wait for it. But uh, the match ruled. Um, Kumo Doi have not missed a beat as a team since they were the la- they were a last team like three years ago. Uh, not going on here, like not going like on my spreadsheet or anything, but this match ruled. Honestly, Evolution were probably the best team here, though. Like Dan was incredible, a ton of fire mm. from that kid, and Sato killed it too. But uh, despite Dan's great showing, uh, Doi just fucking murdered him with a lariat for the win. So I love that he's just using a lariat as a uh, finisher now. And yeah, I don't know. I just enjoy this match a lot. Yeah, I was super happy that we got, we finally got Kuma Doi. The actual right tag team that should be here. But anyways, um, I thought Dan and Kuma worked really well together. But I think Kuma pretty much just works well with anybody. Um, I think Kuma had a really good showing. Not just in this one, but obviously in the other match too that we'll talk about. But yeah, overall it was a really, really good undercard match. Uh, next match, Enfance Terrible. Uh, Shutaro Shino Hokuto Mori and Yusuke Okudama defeated Jake Lee, Tajiri, and Francisco Akira in 8-11. Uh, I thought this was a really good match here with a bit of comedy thrown in with Tajiri trying to desperately fuck up Ashino's hair to get out of an ankle lock, which is great. And then he just kept like going after his hair even after Ashino tagged out. So Ashino started fucking with his hair too, which uh, kind of became a thing with both Jake and Akira fucking with Ashino's hair. And when they were in there with him and... I don't know. I'm very concerned about Ashino doing the belt motion so much lately, which I, 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 I had a reason this. to be so worried about it. And I just don't want him to lose another title shot. But again, we'll talk about that after night two. But yeah, I really enjoy this a lot. And they're continuing to set up Ashino and Jake. So very excited about that. <laughs> Ashino getting a win in all Japan. Very confusing. But obviously very happy for this. Um yeah, uh, you talked about the match portion. I'll talk about the fucking Jake and Ashino interaction. Oh, God. I need that match, like, today. I just... We just need that so bad. Just good match, but holy shit. Like, just Ashino fucking grabbing Jake by the throat in his face was just too much. It was too much. <laughs> Ashino loves fucking doing that to people. Like he did it. Ooh, he did, like, like he did that during the T Hawk feud. Oh, go, oh He did God. that during Nagajima, I think, too. Like, Stop. like you're gonna make me fucking look for this shit. <laughs> but uh, Ashino just loves fucking choking people out, man. Or choking. I don't know. I don't get oh. it, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, next. Nothing wrong with that, sir. <laughs> uh, next match was the New Year's Battle Royale. Uh, the uh, let's see, the Bodyguard defeated Atsuki Yagi, Black Mesa Ray, Chikara. Dan Tamura, Akira, Sato, Omori. Well, both Omoris, I think. Uh, Izanagi, Jake, yeah, Doi, Kuma, Nishimura, Haido, Hijikata, Honda, Irie, Ashino, Tajiri, Ueki, Yoshitatsu, and Kodama in 9 You did a good job there. That match was probably less time than it took for me to actually say yeah. all their names. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. This, is, uh, this was really funny. Like, they basically just had all the guys from the undercard be in the Battle Royale, and then the body guy came out singing his Yo. own theme song. But, man, this match is fucking great. It's just so funny. Definitely don't skip it. So many hilarious moments in the match. I didn't really take notes on it, but this is just so funny. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you can clearly say, oh, it's a battle royale, whatever. But 
this was actually super fucking enjoyable. Body Ga got to sing his theme. Well, you had fucking like Izanagi and Irie being like fucking fanboys on the outside. They're just like fist bumping and cheering him on. And then Body like, went right after them. After. Yeah, I was like, they were just cheering you on. Why'd you do that? Even Jake and Oski were kind of clapping along at one point. Uh, it was just, it was just super funny. There, it, there's too many good moments in that. Uh, next match was astronauts Kuya Nomura and Fuminori Abe defeating Koji Uemoto and Ikuda Hidaka in 11-19. And astronauts started off the year with yet another incredible match. Not to the level of some of their title matches last year, but I thought this was a really great match. Uh, first match I'm adding to my first match I added to my 2021 list, and I highly recommend everyone checks this one out. I was very surprised when I saw the time was only like 11 minutes. Yeah. I thought it was definitely longer than that, but in a good way. But yeah, I enjoyed this match a hell of a lot. Yeah, this was just awesome. I mean, names involved clearly had potential to be really good, and that's what it was. Didn't feel overly long, obviously, because it was only 11 minutes. Um, and I'll be getting the pin on Iwamoto fucking rules, especially since we're getting their match on the 24th, I think. Um, so I'm already, like, super fucking hyped. I think that's going to be a potential to be, like, one of the better matches so far this year. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could have mentioned that, uh... Abe pinned Yomoto and pretty much challenged him afterwards, so you got it. Uh, the semi-main event, uh, Masato Tanaka defeated Zeus in 10:48, and I thought it was a good match, but I can't say I'm not a little disappointed by it. I was hoping for a great match, but it only ended up being good. And like, I don't want to complain too much because I did enjoy it a lot. It's just, and you should probably check it out if you feel like it, but I don't know. I got saw this match on paper, and I had super high expectations. But also part of that was Masato Tanaka was the zero-one champ, or... When the match was announced, he wasn't the zero one champ, so I expected it would be a little more than what it was. But with him as champ, it's not that surprising. He just goes out there and basically beats Zeus pretty definitively. Yeah, I pretty much echo your sentiments here. It was just it was a bit disappointing. Still good, but I think when I saw it on paper, I was like, oh, this is going to be super fucking good. So I think that's why it just ended up being a little bit more disappointing. Still good. Still worth like a look-see if you have the time, but... Yeah, just just a little bit underwhelming. Uh, next match, All Japan World Tag Team Titles match. Uh, next stream, Kento Miyahara and Yuma Ariyagi defeated Violent Giants, Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa in 26-26, with Yuma tapping out Suwama to the end game. And I had another match I forgot to take notes on, apparently. <laughs> but I thought this was a fucking awesome match. I, I probably enjoyed the astronauts and Yomoto Hidaka. Yeah. Uh, tag a little bit more, but I'd probably rate them about the same. I just kind of slightly preferred Astronauts and uh, Junior, did. but no, I, got, I thought it was a fucking awesome title match. Uh, Shuji was final, firing on all cylinders, but this is more or less just the Yuma show. Like This is all to get him hyped up for his title match the next night, and I think they did a good job doing that, especially with him actually pinning Suwama during this. But, yeah. I Well, I'll, I'll talk about it more once we get to the actual title match, but yeah, I'll, I'll save my thoughts on Yuma until then, but uh, Kento didn't do a whole lot for me, really. I think it was mostly just Yuma going, doing his thing, and then working off Violence Giants, but yeah, definitely uh, check this one out. Um, I love Yuma's blue hair here. Kind of took a second to realize until I saw someone say something. Why well, I had pointed out it looked darker, and I was like, oh, it's blue. That's cool. Um, <laughs> okay, I guess enough about his fucking hair. Um, match was really, really good, like you said. Uh, I still did prefer the astronauts, you know, Iwamoto, Idaka match a little bit more. 
But this was still really good. Definitely worth the check out. Uh, then next, we're going to talk about the night two of All Japan's New Year's Wars uh, from January 3rd. And overall, I thought this was weaker than night one. Uh, no matches on it that I would call great. And the undercard of night one was just better. So I don't know. It had an angle we'll talk about. But honestly, uh, not much for this, to this one for me. You could probably just skip it. Honestly, just watch the first night. Uh, first match was the body guy who was uh, Francesca Akira's uh, mystery partner, defeated Ryuki Honda and Alejandro in 536. It's what you would expect. Not much to say about it. I do think I'm, I'm excited that Alejandro is like still appearing up in All Japan. I think he's improved a lot over the, his entire, well, his few years he's been a wrestler, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm really talking about, but I think it, Alejandro's so, fucking good. So hopefully gets brought back in more. I'll say it was fine. It was fine for an opener. Not much really to say. I mean, Gusty Body Gossing again, so that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I forgot he sung again. Uh, next match Purple Haze, Shigehiro Irie, and Udamaro defeating Takao Mori and Black Metal Ray in 703. Uh, that was pretty fun, but just skip it if you're looking for musty matches again. Like, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Yeah, pretty much what you expect, but yeah. Uh, next match, uh, Jake Lee, Koji Iwamoto, and Tajiri defeated Shuji Ishikawa, Hikaru Sato, and Dan Tamura in 720. And uh, yeah, this match did not do much of anything for me. I mean, I mean, Jake was hot, so there's that. But yeah, I don't know. Like, there's <laughs> nothing to this match, really. I was like, yeah, this is over pretty quick. But Jake got a win, so that's cool. And like you said, Jake is hot, so that's also very cool. Uh, next match was Infants Terribla, Shotaro Shino Kumarashi, and Yusuke Kodama defeated Kento Miyahara. Atsuki Yagi and Rising Hayato in 10:43, and uh, this was the first match of the night I really enjoyed. I thought Atsuki was awesome. Kuma being the foil to him and Hayato was awesome. They ruled. I love that those them two like those three together. Kuma was just a good base to for Atsuki to do his thing, which I think you kind of mentioned earlier. But yeah, I don't know. Really, it was just like the first match of the night I really got in, like, interested in. Yeah. So that's really all I got to say about it. Yeah, I definitely like this one too. Um... I thought Kuma was definitely, again, one of the highlights of the match. Uh, him tossing around Atsuki like he was pretty much nothing was just, it's always awesome to see. Um, I like the last few minutes with Ashino basically just fucking around with Haido and then made him submit. So, again, Infant's got another win, so it's, it's a little... A little weird. Was Kodama in this, like, at all? I just thought about this. It wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't. Like, he is so good at, like, just not even being in matches, which... I literally I mean, just for... thought about that. I didn't take anything on him, so I'm like, fuck, was he just not I, in I don't remember anything about that he did if he did anything, so... Either. Sorry, Kodama. <laughs> I love you. Uh, next match was an all-age attack title match. Uh, Purple Haze, Susan Izanagi defeated Hokuto Mori and Koji Doi in 1244, and was really just Enfant's terror using Izanagi at first. Uh, not much different than I expected it to be, to be honest. But that's, but that made it a super exciting match. I was kind of interested, interesting seeing Purple Haze work his faces here. Overall, I thought it was a good match. Uh, nothing must see. Can kind of tell uh, Hokuto and Ashino have been training together. Like Hokuto's suplexes got just a little bit of a pop up, like Ashino's do now. And I shouldn't be surprised that Enfant's losing this, but I kind of am. I figured they'd win here at least. You'd think they'd at least want to strap up their act, like all Japan their would actually actual their guy, actual yeah. sign guy in Hokuto, but I guess not. So that's a little bit disappointing, but I still thought the match was good. I was to say, I thought the match was uh, pretty fun overall. I know some people might, like, I don't know. I don't know how people felt about the interference, but I think if you know the two um, the two factions, it's not really a surprise. So it doesn't take anything away from it for me. 
Um, definitely disappointed by the results just because I wanted this Infants team to win, but that's okay. I guess we'll see where they go from here. Well, wait, Koji might be facing Zeus since they kind of had their little, you know, face-to-face -face thing after the match. Uh, the semi-main was a TLC match for the Gaora TV title. Junkasai defeated Yoshitatsu in 1239. Uh, we got Dark Side Yoshitatsu here. Uh, him doing the score spot in the match was something I probably should have expected considering it's Kasai, but I didn't expect Yoshitatsu would be the kind of guy willing to take that spot. But uh, uh, I thought the match was fine. We got some blood. It's kind of what I expected it to be. I'm happy Kasai won, I guess, but I don't know. Like I've, It didn't do as much as it did yeah. as I had hoped it would do, I guess, for me. Yeah, I thought match was okay. Um, literally, the highlight probably is just Kasai winning. It's just <laughs> weird to say that he's the Gaora TV champ, but I guess that's cool in its own way. And uh, while the match itself didn't do a whole lot for me, uh, Mensa Ray being Kasai's first challenger did do something oh, for me. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that. <laughs> it's going to be so weird. But uh, let's talk about the main event. All Japan Triple Crown Heavyweight title match. Suwama defeated Yuma Aoyagi in 2628. I thought this match was really good, but it took a while for me to get into it, really. It had a weird pace. Like I never thought Yuma was going to win, but he bumped like a madman, at least. It never really dragged, and uh, despite Wada, Wada having like the slowest three counts of all fucking time, every time he's just like, one, two, oh, God. three. <laughs> he was so fucking slow with those, but uh, I thought the closing, closing stretch was awesome, but I think this match was just good, not anything great. Kind of like a Yuma Kento match last year that a lot of other people praised a lot, but just, I didn't enjoy it as much as them. Like, I'm sure other people will be higher on this match than me, so it is what it is. But before we talk about what's after the match, uh, what do you think of the match itself? Um, I, li I like the match. Um, I think some people liked it a bit more than me. Um, I don't really... <sighs> But, uh, I'll go ahead and talk about the three counts. But yeah, those fucking three counts were fucking infuriating me. I was just like, dude, please. I could fucking fall asleep and you still wouldn't hit a full three count by the time I wake up. <laughs> but I do agree. I think the closing stretch of this was really good. Um, but other than that, the match itself was just, it was good. <clears throat> it was just like, eh, it was, it was fine. Um, but I guess it's not a bad start for Suama, but I was just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's get into uh, post-match here. Uh, That's the real with, beefy part of it. With uh, Suama calling out someone, he was saying, like, oh, he's going to stand as, like, a tall wall for, like, the young generation to surpass. Kind what of the bullshit. kind of boomer shit is but that? He was saying, like, oh, there's a ton of good talent in the young guys, but there's one guy that was stuck in his head and called him out, and it was Shotaro Ashino. And, of course... He was pretty much saying like he wanted a clean match with uh, uh, Ashino in front of fans because he basically was saying like oh I remember the match we had and I can't even remember the feeling from that and he wanted to see it again in front of fans basically. I'll better do it soon, cause yeah, well, but yeah, he was saying just and for, like he kept like he didn't keep like, keep doing it, but like both of them were like and like emphasizing the fact that they wanted to have a clean match. So I am prepared to put on my clown makeup and think that Ashino is going to win this by cheating. But either way, um, Who cares? Win. if the match is anything as good as their yeah. last match, I'll be very excited. or I'll be very happy about it, even if I'm not excited for Ashino to lose another title match again. But we'll see. Maybe I, I'll put on my clown makeup and won't be a clown, but I will be a clown. So 
Oh, fuck. Anyway, do you have anything to say about Ashino or... You pretty much said it all. Oh, f- oh my God. I'm not excited for this. <laughs> oh, shit. The match will be great, so I'm not going to complain yeah, too much. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just Let's like... just hope it does happen in front of fans, because... Yeah. Getting kind of close to... We'll see. Uh, the next show we're going to talk about, and the last show we're going to talk about, is uh, Noah's New Sunrise 2021 from January 4th. Uh, much like DT, I think it was a decent show, but there's nothing must-see. That was a pretty breezy show to get through, at least. Some fun stuff. Story progressed. It's sad that it ended on a sour note. If you're a Noah fan, it's probably worth checking out just to see a couple, the couple angles that were on the show. But for fly-ins, uh, nothing must-see, and it's an easy skip if you're just looking for great matches. Uh, first match was Yasutaka Yano and Junta Miyaki, Atsushikotoge, and Daisuke Harada defeating Kai Fujimura, Seki Yoshioka, Yohei, and Hajime Ohara at 948. I uh, love seeing my boy Kai making Noah debuts, or not debuts, but Noah appearances. I think he looked like he's starting to work out a little bit, get a little muscle definition now. And also, happy birthday to Yoshioka. But uh, yeah, this match was just a solid opener. Not much to say about it. I didn't really take notes at all, but <laughs> I thought it was fun. But yeah, I'm like, eh. I mean... It is just one of those mystery card shows for Noah, so it's pretty much going to be filled with uh, random tags, so it's fine. I, st- I mean, I still had, I enjoyed what I saw, and yeah, happy birthday to uh, Yoshioka, of course. Uh, next match was Daiki Inaba and Yoshiki Inamura defeating Kongo, Tadasuke, and Manabu Toya in 804. I thought it was a fun match, but again, like, not a whole lot to say about it. Like My main takeaway was Inaba picking up the win was a welcome surprise. I mean, it was over to Dasuke, so it's nothing crazy, but I'm really happy Noah are booking him more, and now he's even starting to pick up wins, so maybe they have some plans for him. At least they're going to, at the very least, I hope they just keep using him like they've been using him in the past month, now that they have actually started booking him pretty regularly. What do you think? Anything? Uh, I, yeah, I don't remember too much from this one, to be honest with you. But, I just uh, remember Inaba winning, yes, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. The next match was uh, Kazuyuki Fujita defeating Maso Anoe in six seconds. And match of the year Thank right here. Year, this is fucking all like no like the dude just locked in a headlock and then it was over and I was like holy shit. That's fucking amazing. That was awesome. That was great. Uh, the next match was uh, Akitoshi Saito and Shiro Koshinaka defeating Shuhei Taniguchi and Mohamed Yone in eight thirty five. That was a fine match. Always nice to hear uh, Boogie Wonderland. Uh, like and, and Yone was on like on one here. Him and Shuhei were trying to kill Saito. It was awesome. Um, but, uh, rip in peace, Shuhei, uh, you had a good career eating that, uh, I don't even know if it was, like, a small or something, I forget, but he ate the fall here anyway, so gotta eat the fall for the old guys, I guess. Yep. Hey, yeah, I would say it was fine. Whatever. Uh, next match was Osamu Nishimura defeating Kenya Okada in 4-3-6, and, uh, I think it was a cool little surprise to see Nishimura here, but, uh, wasn't much, too much to the match, but it was just cool to see Okada have a singles match that's not against young boys. Hell yeah. But, yeah, not a whole lot to this one. Yeah. Literally four minutes, so yeah. Uh, next match is Kongo, Hao, and Neo defeating Stinger, Haida, and Yuya Susumu in 7.44. And I thought it was solid enough. Uh, Hao and Neo both looked really good. Haida and Susumu didn't look like, like too bad. And Susumu looks like he's more comfortable not wearing that Oriente mask. I wish Hao had got the pin here, but oh well. That sets up the uh, junior tag title match is going to happen later in the month. So mm-hmm. excited for that. I do not expect Congo to win, but... Unfortunately. Uh, you can always hope, but Congo are losers. They always lose. That is... I don't care if they won this match. They always lose. Just remember, big moments, Congo loses. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, next match, uh, Takashi Sugira, Kazushi Sakuraba, uh, Kazunari, Mur- and Kazunari Murakami defeated Kongo, uh, Keno, Katsuki Nakajima, Masakita Miya <sighs> by referee stoppage in 17-10. As I said, Kongo always loses, and they, and they lose here. But I love this dude Murakami wrestling in a fucking suit. That's so fucking raw. Base. I love that shit. Uh, him and Nakajima were just killing each other, and it's pretty clear that the money feud here is that it's them two, so it won't shock me if, like, Keno drops the belt to him and they transition into a Murakami-Nakajima feud for the national title. Maybe even do that at Budokan. That'd be a great place for it. Have Murakami on the card. Maybe sell a few extra tickets if it has fans. But for now, uh, I think that's definitely the direction they should go. We'll see if that actually how it goes. But, yeah, I don't know. The match itself I thought was really fun. Like I said, just Murakami and Nakajima trying to kill each other and then later Keno getting basically killed by him so yeah i don't know that's all stuff i'll say this one was pretty solid um i don't have a whole lot to say but basically yeah i agreed everything with you i just don't know if i really want that title back on nakajima i'm just like you could have put the other one on him but eh, whatever i guess i think that's telling her when we watched it if they wanted to do like a big double title match again and mm-hmm. for sumo hall like they did last year they could have Nakajima go in with the national title and then have uh, Kaito beat Mudo for the GHC and then just run Kaito and Nakajima back for both belts. I'd be hyped for that. But, I don't know, that's like months in advance. So I'm not yeah, gonna, exactly. It's impossible to guess that kind of shit. The semi-main was Yoshinari Ogawa defeating Kotaro Suzuki by DQ in 733. Now, this was a pleasant surprise. It was short, but I'll never complain about getting Ogawa Suzuki facing off. They used what little time they had well, and I enjoyed the hell out of this. Included some uh, Stinger and Sugirigun brawling, which ended in the masked man being revealed as, some speculated, uh, Ikudo Hidaka. And Ooh. that commentator lady was fucking... Her facial expressions for a lot of this shit was so she was amazing. Great. I like, loved oh my her. god. But yeah, it was a pretty solid match. I mean, it was like seven and a half minutes, but they didn't think they did well with what they mm-hmm. had. And They re- usually always do, so... Yeah. Really, it was just there for an excuse for them to brawl, so... Oh, and yeah, brawl that they fucking got after, so yeah. Uh, and then the main event, uh, uh, Go Shiozaki, uh, Hiroshi Hase, and Kaito Pez. Kimiya Where's defeated uh, M's Alliance, Naimichi Marafuji, Keiji Muda, and Masato Tanaka in 22-36. And honestly, I don't want to talk about this one. It's cool that Masato Tanaka is finally in M's Alliance, but I hate they brought that fucking sex past Hase into Noah. We started watching it, and I was kind of just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not watching this. So we kind of just ended the show like a couple minutes yep. <laughs> into the match. Cause I was like, I don't want to see this fucking pest yeah. on here. So, oh, well. Overall, though, the show was fun. Just sad to end it on that kind of note. Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck do you bring that? Whatever. I'm sure he'll gonna be, he's going to be on the Budokan show if they Yay, do it. So fucking mm-hmm. kill me. Another old person that's disgusting and I don't want on the show. Yay. But that's all we're going to talk about this week. I think it didn't take as long to talk about all this as I yeah. expected to, but it helps, I guess, some of the shows we didn't have a lot to say about. But there's everything that we everything that's happened on over this uh, past week, the Intenyon. But uh, matches of the week. What's your uh, top three matches this week? I think this is a little... Well, yeah. Mine are pretty easy, but it's like, yeah. I don't want all my picks to be from New Japan. I know. Yeah, obviously, it's probably like Naito Ibushi. Naito Ibushi, number one. I know our two, three are probably interchangeable. Yeah, probably Jay Ibushi for me. Yeah, and then I put Hiromu and Ishimori and then Jay and... Then, yeah, we swap them. If I had to pick something that wasn't from it, I'd actually probably go Miyu and Miyu Maki. 
Yeah, it'd probably be my number four, it's I like guess. right there, yeah. I thought that was, that, that was just so good. Watch, I mean, I don't know. I think I like Shingo and uh, Cobb more than Miyu and Maki. Yeah, no, fuck that shit. I don't care. That big head ain't getting no fucking no. But either way. <laughs> I complimented him enough already. Fuck no. But anyway, uh, that's the end of the episode. Uh, next week, we'll be discussing the Freedom's Blood Christmas show. Uh, I wanted to talk about that this week, but that was too, just, just too much. Yeah, and no. so you'll find out what we thought about it next week. Uh, also, we're going to talk about Zero One's Cork and Hall show from the 1st. The DT Cork and Hall show from the 9th. And more, I'm sure. Like, we'll probably talk about the GFC Junior title match and probably a little bit of New Year's Dash. Oh, yeah. Uh, and whatever else. So uh, check out that, and we'll come back next week to hear our thoughts. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at Run Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Ticking Time Boss. If you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPR underscore. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.